Hi! Welcome to the CJB Sports Show podcast. Two segments on this episode. First, Kevin Glenn. He's retiring from the CFL after 18 seasons, nine different teams. His best years, arguably, you could say they were here in Winnipeg. They almost won the Grey Cup in 07. You'll hear us talk about his career. And we'll head to Saskatchewan. The Riders opening up the CFL season tomorrow in Hamilton. How do the Riders look this season? We'll talk to Jamie Nye on the podcast. Longtime CFL quarterback Kevin Glenn announced his retirement on his 40th birthday, and he joins us now on the CGB Sports Show. First of all, Kevin, happy birthday, and uh, c- congratulations on your retirement. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. So how long did you know that you wanted to do this on your birthday? Oh, on my birthday? Uh, it's, it's been about a, I'll say about a month and a half, close to two months. Um, I decided I was going to actually try to do it on my birthday. Um, I was still kind of open um, to if something was actually, you know, going to transpire with the team. Um and but but at the but at, but those two months was I was kind of like preparing myself to this this was gonna be it. So you're at peace with the decision now. Oh, big time! At at peace with the decision. Uh, I think I did an interview earlier today, and they were saying like, is the is the door closed and locked, or is it closed and unlocked? Or the door is locked. <laughs> Fair enough. So how do you, how does the body feel after 18 years in the CFL? It actually feels good, and uh, I always say, you know, long as my body felt good that I would, you know, still continue to play, but, I mean, other things happen, you know, and sometimes you, you say that not knowing, you know, with family and um, just being at peace with yourself and, and knowing that, um, that that I've had, a you know, a very good career, um, and that's, that's enough, you know, it, 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 it's – Playing into your 40s is, is not always, uh, even if you're able to do it, it wasn't just what I desired right now. So I'm very, I'm at peace with the, with the decision and um, my body is, my body as well. I can still, you know, pick my children up when I want to and, uh, and you know, play. I was uh, actually played in like a, my kids' school. They had like a staff kickball game and I actually played in it like two weeks ago. <laughs> Nice. So what are your plans now that uh, your football career is done? I mean, a little bit to relax and enjoy, you know, the the whole summer and being around the kids and everything. This is the first, like, this is the first birthday that I've actually, you know, kind of celebrated in, uh, in 18 years, you know, for me, myself, and then my kids haven't really never been around me for my birthday. So that's kind of special in itself, you know, uh, being around my family and my kids and my wife, um, so they've done a, a really good job of uh, putting this, this, this festivities on tonight. Um, but I'm just going to do that, enjoy that, like family reunion. Big big time, I think, on the family, just enjoying it, because I've never, you know, uh, never been around them in the summertime like this. Are you going to maybe look at some kind of coaching gig down the road? Oh, most definitely. Um, I think everybody knows that coaching is in my blood, you know, um, my, my biggest thing was just not not necessarily jumping right back into it. Um, that same routine because of the family, um, but yes, you can you can probably you can probably be looking out for me to try to get into coaching um, in the near future. All right, so I'm in Winnipeg. Take me back to your days in Winnipeg. Would you say those those were some of the best years of your career? Uh, yes, I think so. Probably so. You know, and 
I had a great time in every city that I stayed in, but um, Winnipeg was, man, Winnipeg was special too because it was the the first opportunity of me actually being able to start in the league. You know, um, when I got traded from Saskatchewan, and then it was also the place that uh, when uh, when I got traded from Saskatchewan, they told me I was traded to Toronto. I was so excited to be close to the home that uh, when they told me the next morning that I got traded to Winnipeg, it was like. Winnipeg was a place that I didn't necessarily like, you know, but after uh, getting there, meeting the players, meeting the guys, I still have, I still hold friendships and relationships with guys who I was there with, uh, you know, that many, what, 14-something, 15 years ago. Yeah, I should mention your your home is Detroit. So uh, now 2007, obviously, you, uh, the Bombers make the Great Cup. They lose to the Rough Riders, but you weren't able to play in that game. How often do you think about that time? Uh, I, I usually think about it all the time. And then, like, me and Kerry Joseph always kid about it. Um, he actually uh, sent, uh, reached out to me today to congratulate me, and we were talking about that, too. So we always we always talk about it. Maybe we have to get together a flag football uh, reenactment of that of that game one, one day with some of the players from that from those two teams and, and see, see what happens now. But uh, – I, I do believe, and I tell him, if I didn't, if I wouldn't have broke my arm, I wouldn't have played. We would have had a great cup. And do you, do you play 18 years? You don't win a great cup. Is that something that bothers you, or are you okay with it? No, nah, I'm good with it. I, I would never let a trophy or something like that or a ring kind of define me as a person or my career. You know, it didn't happen. Um, there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of individuals who had you know stellar careers that it didn't happen for, and I don't think it takes away from them as an athlete or what. Uh, kind of stamp they leave on on the on the league. So um, I'm a person that was big on team because it was an ultimate team sport, and that's what I mostly want to be remembered by. So you played for nine different teams. Now that your career is done, do you have a specific one you're going to cheer for? <laughs> so I, I already know that that's going to be the next topic of discussion. And uh, my family have done they've done something uh, kind of unique where. They've all written down on a piece of paper who they think that I'm going to uh, retire at. I haven't told any of them. Um, and then they're going to put it away and see who, see which family member comes up with the correct answer. Um, so right now we're going to keep it a secret, and uh, that's another probably decision that, uh, that we'll, we'll you know, wait for a later date. Fair enough, Kevin. So uh, <laughs> how, is the, how has your birthday been? It's obviously a very different birthday than years past. It's been pretty cool. You know, I hung out at my kids' school today, and they had this thing called a celebration of learning um, where throughout the year they study certain uh, specific things, and then at the end of the semester uh, they bring all the parents in and uh, the kids get to have, like, a showcase of what they've actually learned. So I got a chance to hang out with the kids today, and actually everybody came when I announced it. And then we just came out. We just actually finished dinner. You know, everybody's actually – they just sung happy birthday to me and the cake. Um, and some of the family members who didn't know that I had already retired uh, who are not really up on social media. Uh, they actually got to find out tonight. So everybody's been congratulating me and, you know, and uh, just, you know, giving me all these uh, hugs and stuff it's because this is something new for us because I haven't been here in 18 years. Well, Kevin, I'll let you get back to your celebrations. I appreciate you taking time to talk to me tonight. Again, happy birthday and congratulations on the retirement. I don't know. Thanks for having me on the show, man. I appreciate it. We continue our Cross Canada CFL preview with a look at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders who open their season tomorrow in Hamilton. 
Jamie Nye is the host of The Green Zone on 980 CJME. Jamie, the CFL media poll released yesterday had exactly zero of the 50 experts picking the Rough Riders to win the West, the only team not to get a vote. Do you think that's fair? Well, should they have been picked number one in the West? I say no. I picked the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Others would have picked the Calgary Stampeders. Maybe slide in something with the BC Lions. What I couldn't get was how Edmonton got two votes uh, over the Riders because I look at that Riders defense still being top-notch, even though Chris Jones is gone. And I think the offense is going to be better than it was last year. I think uh, kind of the shackles are off Stephen McAdoo to be a little more aggressive than a very passive and conservative Chris Jones mindset who was very defense first. So I, I think all those things, I have the riders above the Eskimos and the BC Lions. So I, I was surprised because BC and Edmonton got votes that nobody slid a vote to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Fair to say, though, that that's just because of the offseason moves they made and perhaps the moves that the riders didn't make in the offseason? Well, yeah, it's it's quarterback, right? Mike Riley goes to BC. Trevor Harris goes to Edmonton. Trevor Harris was in a great cup last year. But I look at Edmonton missing the playoffs and thinking, okay, they missed the playoffs. They lose Darrell Walker and Duke Williams and Mike Riley and J.C. Sherry retires. And are the guys coming in replacing them better? Maybe. Sean White, of course, uh, this week said uh, that uh, better team than, than team it matters. So we'll see what the Edmonton Eskimos have in store. But uh, I, I really do think this is still going to be a wide-open West uh, and uh, going to be right down to the final couple of weeks to decide one through five. All right, so the Riders uh, last year got to where they did because of their defense. Is that going to be the same situation this year? I Not as much. I don't think they'll have to rely as much on the defense to get wins. Now, do I put them at 12 wins again this year? Absolutely not. I think max 10 wins. Uh, for the Rough Riders going through the schedule and the changes. So they, they should be in the third, fourth car, like crossover. Maybe they'll miss the playoffs. I think it, it, it is more of a bottom tier three, four, five for the Riders this season than being a home playoff game and taking on the Bombers as they did last year. So uh, I, I look at Micah Johnson coming in. Uh, that is still a fantastic defensive player, even though Willie Jefferson is now in Winnipeg. Uh, also on the offense, William Powell is going to be a huge difference make, maker, I believe, for the Rough Riders offense to be a lot more. And it already looks like Zach Kalaros has got a little more room to breathe in the very much read one, two, three offense. He can kind of freewheel a little more this season, it already looks like, in training camp and in the preseason. So uh, I think it won't, you, you don't need the Rough Rider defense to score 11 touchdowns like they did last season to get to 12 wins. How much pressure, though, is on Zach Caleros to be better this year? Oh, absolutely. This is Stephen McAdoo and Zach Caleros. Uh, You talk about job security in the Canadian Football League. Uh, This is it for them in Saskatchewan, period. It's uh, If they don't show any promise or any potential or any growth, I don't see McAdoo or Caleros and probably some others coming back to Saskatchewan in in 2020. So uh, this is a season that they, both the offensive coordinator and the quarterback, have to show the league again that they can, for receiving McAdoo, have an offense that can win a great cup or be close like it was in 2015. 
uh, with the Eskimos. And plus the Ryder offense in 2017 was good. And Kalaros, he doesn't have to be that 2015 standard where he could have won MLP if he didn't get injured. But he has to be a top four quarterback this year for the Rough Riders to continue to invest big money uh, into uh, into Kalaros. So you mentioned William Powell in the backfield. How about his weapons at receiver? How does that look this year? Well, Naaman Roosevelt's back. He's the biggest name. And the other, well, Manny, Manny Arsenal starts the season on the injured list, still rehabbing a knee injury. Can he be anything like he was uh, for the last four years with the BC Lions? So I, are they better? I think they're better because they're a year older. And I'm going to throw the names Kyran Moore, Katie Cannon, and Shaq Evans on the table. They were all rookies last year. And a lot of Zach Kalaros' mistakes or interceptions uh, plenty of them were, well, that receiver ran the wrong route. He didn't finish his route. These were rookie guys in the in the first year in their CFL careers, and now they're in year two and understand the offense and have a better chemistry with Zach Calaro. So I think there could be breakout players in this Riders receiving core that start to make name for themselves because I see Shaq Evans, Kyron Moore, and Katie Cannon having all the tools to be those uh, potential 1,000-yard receivers. How do you think Craig Dickinson is fitting in as a head coach in the CFL so far? Yeah, I, it's hard to get a read. He's he's a fun-loving, good-natured guy. A lot different than what Chris Jones uh, was, although the players love playing for Chris Jones. They love playing for Craig Dickinson, but I don't know if you can find two polar opposite personalities, uh, public personalities anyways, than, than Dickinson and Jones. Uh, I, I, I've liked dealing with Craig uh, as a special teams coordinator, and, uh, but he is, and all the players I talk to are about detail. He is very detail driven. Uh, Chris Jones was almost like, if you are an athlete, just go make a play. It, it, you know, it, it's just go out there. Here's a basic play call and use your athleticism where it looks like Dickinson is way more detail oriented on the little nuances of each little play have to be perfect. And I know McAdoo is a detailed guy too for the offense, but it'll be interesting to see if, because it seemed like Chris Jones was the, the less you think, the faster you play. And it'll be interesting to see if does Dickinson have them playing slower because they're thinking too much. I'll be interested to see what kind of team he puts out there and what kind of speed and quickness they have talking to the defenders they think with Jason Shivers of the DC they'll be a faster more aggressive defense than Chris Jones so uh, I I can't wait till game one for the riders to to really see it uh, when the real bullets are flying on Thursday finally you said 10 wins is probably their max they start with three games against the east at Hamilton at Ottawa hosting Toronto how important is it in the stacked west to come out of those three games with at least two wins yeah, uh, I have them at two and one. I, I don't have them winning this week in Hamilton. I still think Jeremiah Masoli and that group is is a good football team and will be hard to beat at home in the in their opener. Uh, but you got to go to Ottawa with Dominic Davis and the changes there and win. And you have to be at home in your opener against the Toronto Argonauts, who have a lot of change as well, and, and win that one to be two and one because. When you when it starts to get to Calgary and BC back to back and back to back against Winnipeg. Uh, all of a sudden you start splitting those games or losing more than winning, and it always helps to get off to a strong start so you're not playing catch-up like the Riders have been 
for the last three years at the end of the year and needing to go on runs to get a home playoff spot or even get a playoff spot. So uh, a couple of opening games against the East, you got to be licking your chops with the way things have gone the last couple of years to be above 500 in your first three. Jamie, I appreciate your time. As always, have fun this season. Yeah, absolutely. You too. Thanks for having me. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I dig you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?